0: Hallelujah. Please welcome your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you're welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can you say that again to the other neighbor? Say, neighbor, you're welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is there anything I can do for you? (laughs) Ask your neighbor. You know why? Because I'm a king. Glory to God. This is uh, for the information for our workers. I know this has been announced again and again, but I just want to announce it again, that our workers' retreat uh, is this Saturday, 10 a.m., right? Yeah, 10 a.m., and I wanted to prepare for that retreat. I wanted to prepare your heart for an encounter with God. Encounters are what make us. Christianity is not an organization. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is encounters with God, where the glory of the Lord is revealed to us from one degree of glory to another by the day. And that is what changes us. That is what transforms us from within. And when we don't have these encounters, you will just discover that all that is left in you is religion. Religion religious activities, not activities in the spirit. There's a difference between spiritual activities and religious activities. They are not the same. There are times people who think, okay, because you are singing, you are doing this one, you say that's spiritual activity. It's not spiritual activity. It can go, it can be religious. Spiritual activities are activities that happen in the realm of the Spirit. They don't happen here. I can come here and preach and preach and just preach in this realm. That is religious activity. If my preaching is not by the Spirit, it is religious activity. If it is not flowing from the throne of grace. If it's not flowing from the realm of the spirit. Then it is just nothing but religious activity. It is letter. And the Bible says the letter kill it. But the spirit does what? Gives life. And until we begin to engage in spiritual activities. Until we begin to engage in activities in the realm of the spirit. You see, though we live in the spirit, we must also do what? Work in the spirit. We live in the spirit because... Of the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, our spirit is one with the Lord, but there must be activities in the spirit. There must be movement in the spirit. There must be movement in the spirit. And that is why when a believer is not engaged in spiritual activities on a daily basis, Somebody say, I want to be in the Spirit. I want, to, I, want to, I want to be a man of the Spirit. It's as simple as engage in the things of the Spirit. Engage in the things of the Spirit. The more you engage in the things of the Spirit, the more you are a man of the Spirit. Hallelujah. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So, so what would a wise believer do A wise believer will say, okay, so what are the things that make for engagement in the Spirit? What are those things that make for engagement in the Spirit? It's for you to locate them. Prayer, especially praying in the Spirit, these are spiritual activities. They may seem to happen in the physical because when you begin to pray in tongues, what is moving? Is it not your mouth, your physical mouth, right? But there is a connection. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, but unto who? God. And God is where in the spirit. So it means as you are praying in the spirit, as you are praying in tongues. You are engaging the God of all spirit. So it means you are engaging the realm of the spirit already. I've never met a man that engages in tongues quite often that is not a man of the spirit. I've never. I've never. And the more you engage you would discover. You know, at times we say, we we have belittled tongue talk. So because somebody speaks in tongues for five minutes, and then we say, uh, he's a tongue-talker. Yes, he's a tongue-talker. So because he engaged in the realm of the spirit for five minutes, and then engaged in the realm of the physical, the remaining Uh, 23 hours, 55 minutes. (laughs) And then you belittle praying in tongues. Because the person is manifesting in the flesh. In fact, you can say an unbeliever is even better than the person. And then we say, in fact, he's a tongue talker. And yet, he did this one. (laughs) You can't encounter the God of all spirit and remain the same. Is that possible? If you are still walking in the flesh, it's because you have not encountered him. You have not engaged him more. You haven't engaged him more. You haven't engaged him more. For by strength shall no man prevail. It takes the strength of the Spirit to prevail. And I just believe the Holy Ghost wants us to hear that so that you can start engaging the realm of the Spirit more. You want to activate the realm of the Spirit? Engage the realm of the Spirit. It's as simple as that. Hallelujah, glory to God. I said Hallelujah. Ask anybody, did you get that? Is that simple? Did you understand it? If you don't, I can explain to you. Please ask and answer. Hallelujah. All right, so last Wednesday, we began to look at the dynamics of the heart, right? Right? And then we were able to just do one thing last Wednesday, we were able to define the heart, to understand what the heart is, vis-a-vis the traptite dimension of man, because man on three dimensions. But we discovered that <clears throat> when we talk about man on three dimensions, we discover that The heart was missing in all of those concepts. The man is a spirit, he has a soul, and then lives in a body. But where's the heart? Where does the heart fit there? Where exactly does the heart fit? And that's what we're able to explain um, last Wednesday. Of course, we saw that Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 give us that insight. Answered that question for us. And then brought in um, relationship between the heart and man on three dimensions. He said, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. So we see the soul here and then we see the spirit, right? So, and the Bible says that the word of God is the only thing that can, you know, divide the soul and the spirit. So we see here that the soul and the spirit are so joined together. So that's why doctors will not be able to divide it. They can't even have access to it. So we see that the spirit and the soul, they are together. And then we see that the bones, the joints and the marrows are together which represents the physical body here. Amen. Amen. So we see the body is on its own. And then we see the spirit and the soul together. See, and that is why when a man dies, his spirit and the soul leaves the body. It's only the body that is left here. And the body goes into the ground and then decays and will never be useful again. Because at resurrection, another body will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, but the Bible didn't end it there. It brought another dimension to it. It says, and is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So, the heart fits in somewhere there. So, the heart fits in there. And then when you look at the function of the heart... The function of the heart. You know, the spirit and the soul are together. So we said the heart is a spiritual faculty, system, or organ that houses the expression of the joint workings or the joint activities of the human spirit and soul. And of course we know the soul um, is divided to three. We have the mind, the will, and the intellect. So we see where the heart fits in there. The heart, the manifestation of the spirit and the soul give birth to the intents of the heart. The walkings when when the spirit and the soul agree on a the thing then it comes as thoughts and intents of the heart and then by the reason of that then human beings begin to act hallelujah i said hallelujah So there were some other things we said and then you can just go listen to them <laughs> let me not repeat them so that we can we can move fast they are coming they are coming and I want to say them but but please go back listen to that message last week powerful powerful message so tonight we're going to look at why is the heart very important why is the heart very very important Why should we be mindful of the heart? Why? Number one, we just look at some scriptures and then make some points. Number one, your destiny is a product of your heart. Not a product of your spirit alone. So, you know, when we talk about the heart now, we are looking at what? The spirit and the soul together, okay? So, when you hear the word heart, just, just look at it. Let's see. You know, last Wednesday, I did mention that, okay, at times, the heart is interchangeably used with the spirit. And then in some other place, interchangeably used with the soul. And so how do you know when? It's based on the function that is presented in that context where the word heart is used. Hallelujah. But for us to be able to understand it and then uh, understand it in a, in a wider way, in, it is it, it's much easier for us to know that when we talk about the heart, you just see soul and the spirit walking together, okay? Soul and spirit right there, walking together and, and then um, aligning with the will of God for the believer who wants to yield to the Lord. That's what is happening. A believer that has decided, okay, I'm going to yield to the Lord, then you begin to see a strong spirit emerge. Very strong spirit, not a weak spirit. Remember, I told you that your spirit is perfect, very perfect. The day you got born again, because that's where new creation actually took place, right? In your spirit man, born, your spirit man was born anew. That's the new man. He wasn't refurbished. No. He was a newborn, born of God. So that is why he came out perfect, but also came out as a baby, so to speak. So he's not strong on his own. He He needs to be strong. And that's why if you engage more in the activities of the spirit, it will cause your spirit to be strong. And that's why just engaging in the activity of the Spirit, especially in the area of praying in tongues, is not enough. And I will get, trust God, I will get to, to see the different sides of, you know, engaging in, in, in the activity of the Spirit that guarantees different strength in your spirit man. And not just in your spirit man, because it's not just only your spirit man that is affected, when you engage in these activities of the spirit, your soul is also affected. Praying in tongues affects not just your spirit man alone, but your soul. Studying the word of God does not just affect your spirit man alone, but your soul. Hallelujah. Ask your you hear. as when well, about you really really here <laughs> and is your eyes on the pastor or are your eyes on the on the pastor hallelujah, hallelujah. glory to god amen so your destiny is a product of what your heart is a product of your heart Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. He says, Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are what? The issues of life. Give me an Ivy. It says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. He said. It's from your heart that your destiny flows out. Your destiny unfolds. Your destiny cannot go far beyond how far your heart has gone with God. So if our destiny depends on our heart, so to speak then (laughs) our heart is very key, right? Very, very key. The truth is this, there is nothing God wants to do in your life outside of your heart. He will not bypass your heart to do anything. He will not. That's why the Bible says that the spirit of of man is the candle of the Lord. Don't forget that when we talk about the heart, the spirit is part of the heart, okay? So if God is going to communicate anything to us, he's going to communicate this through our spirit man, who's, which is part of the heart. going to communicate it through our spirit man, and then the, the joint operation of the spirit and the soul working together. The word comes to your spirit, then your soul picks it up for interpretation to understand it to understand the signal that is coming from heaven to your spirit man there are times you you know something is burning on the inside of you but you can't explain it you know what is happening there's a word there in your spirit man but your soul hasn't caught it your mind there's no interpretation there's no, you can't interpret it, you can't understand the signal. And that's why you begin to pray in tongues, 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 you begin to pray in tongues, to understand, to be able to pick it from your spirit. And so when you begin to pray in tongues, you begin to pray in tongues, it gets to, to, a, to a point that... You pick it, you just pick it. you pick it comes your understanding. hallelujah. So if my destiny is a product of my heart, then my heart is very key. Number two, we're looking at why is the heart very important? Words and actions proceed out of the heart. Words and actions proceed out of the heart. Luke chapter 6 verse 45. Luke 6:45 said, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil, for of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Whatever a man says started with his heart. He came out of his heart. There are things that are already in your heart, but you have not spoken out, right? And as at that point in time, in the realm of the physical, you still don't own it. It's just there. But once you say it out, you own it. You have said it. And the Bible says you are going to give account of every word that proceed out of your mouth. You give account. That's the one you are going to give account in heaven. But the one in your heart. The manner and the way you respond to it. And say, no, 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 no. That's not mine. I refuse it in the name of Jesus. So, it's not yours. For as he thinker in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 27 verse 7 as he thinked in his heart. So we see here that the you use your heart to think, right? And then if we go down and then dig in to that part of the heart that you use to think is which part? Spirit or soul? Your soul. Your soul. Your soul. Then when you begin to perceive things, use your heart to perceive, you begin to see that it's your spirit that perceives the things of the spirit. Why is the heart very important? Number three. The heart is the production engine of our life. That's where things are cooked. That's where things are manufactured. It means it means within the heart there is what activities going on. It's the place of activities. If you have gone to a manufacturing uh, company, and then you come to the, go to their production line. Is the production line just uh, static nothing is happening you see it's very busy very busy very busy I've not seen a, I've not seen one live but at least I've seen it on the television mm. very busy things are moving 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 if nothing is moving would there be any product so you can see that the heart is not the place of quietness is the place of right activity said so the kingdom of god is within you where is the within your heart your heart is the within he said, there is, there is a dimension of the kingdom that is inside of your heart. And what you do with that kingdom inside of your heart would determine a lot about the kingdom of God revealed through your hand here on earth. There is a spiritual kingdom that is within your heart. For in him we live and have our being. For in him we live and move and then have our being. It is not just enough to live, but there must be what? Movement. There must, when there's movement, that means there's what? Activities. And it has to be the right activity. And that's why you, you see at times it's so difficult to keep the heart quiet. You, if you want to keep the heart quiet, you have to be very conscious of it, right? You consciously do it. That even at times when you are sleeping, the heart is not even quiet. How I many of you have noticed it? That even when you are sleeping, the heart is not quiet. It's still dreamy, dreaming, dreaming. Thinking. <clears throat> because that's the nature of the heart but it's how to capitalize on this nature and make sure that the activity that is taking place within the heart is the right activities Very important. you even see it yourself when you're in church and then you're worshiping God, you're worshiping God you see the devil contexting inside of your heart with that worship. What's he doing? Trying to redirect you to rice and beans? (laughs) Redirect you to food and all of those things? And even some other things. At times you would have forgotten. You would have gone for like four minutes. And then suddenly you were like, What? I'm in church. I'm actually praising God. Yet your mouth is moving. Hallelujah. So the heart is the seat of production, it's the seat of outputs. Is a seat of manifestation. There is nothing you want by the Spirit of God to get done that cannot be done. If you can have it done by the Holy Ghost in your heart. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Luke 8, 15. He said, but that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart. So you see, there's an environment, there's an atmosphere that you create within the heart that can make, that can increase the multiplying factor of the heart. And there is an atmosphere that you create within your heart that can cause the heart to, the multiplying factor of the heart to be zero. Zero. And there is one that can cause the heart to be negative. Multiplying factor of it to be negative 10. And negative times whatever will give you what? Negative. Gives a negative. And that's why people begin to manifest the works of the flesh. It is called the works of the flesh because it's manifested in the flesh. But the root is not the flesh. The root is the heart. For out of the heart proceed fornication, adultery, lies, and all of those things. So, that's where those things come from. So, but the, the, the fornication, did not manifest in their heart? No, it manifested physically. But Jesus, speaking to us, said that before he actually manifested physically, you have finished the whole thing already in your heart. And he said, that one weighs In the realm of the spirit, God sees that in the realm of the spirit. It's different from when a suggestion came. Hallelujah. There are two different things. There's performance in the hearts too. It's different from when suggestions come and the devil just suggests this and then instantly you you say no, 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 no. But the devil suggests, and then you now dwell on it. And then he takes you on a trip. When the devil begins to take you on a trip, you're already acting. Though it has not been acted physically, but it's acted already. That's considered action. Done. Even if it never manifested Physically. In spiritual context, it's done. But when you stand your ground against it, then it's not done. You say, no, 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 no. And then you shift your heart to the word. When the devil comes and then sow that seed of resentment, the seed of bitterness in your heart, and then you continue to meditate on it and then meditate on it before you know it, the kind of actions that will begin to come out of you. The day you get your head back, you will look back and wonder, what happened? I even thought I was doing the right thing. But you know what is powering It is offense and bitterness. Bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> bitterness. Bitterness. I think I need to I'll teach on that very soon. Bitterness bitterness will begin to drive you to do things. There are people someone look it's like there's a demonic activity going on there. Why? Because the bitterness actually attracts demonic activities. All kinds of sin thrives in bitterness. If it's not checked very fast. You think people just go and kill people? They just, they just wake up and then go and kill people? No. There's a root of bitterness that has started growing and growing and was not checked. And then it gets to the point where the person begins to think of very horrible things. Bitterness. But where, where is this planted? Where? 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 It's the heart. The heart. It's your job as a believer. Guard your heart with all diligence. How? How do you guard your heart? Are you here? You guard what? Your heart with all diligence. Root of bitterness. Or offense, because they are twin brothers and twin sisters. Because somebody say, I'm using brothers alone. <laughs> you <Yeah>. understand? <laughs> Bitterness an offense. Maybe I should talk a bit about it. It's cancerous. Very, very cancerous. Oh, I'm shifting a bit. Oh, dear Lord. Let me get a scripture out here. Bregado Santa Glenemos Glenemo Soprada Gadiana Madakushan. Ocean. Give me Hebrews chapter twelve verse fifteen. Hebrews twelve fifteen. So, on matters of the heart, you, that's where you hear diligent. Diligently. With all diligence. <laughs> because it's a serious matter. You know, okay. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. And what is the manifestation? When there's no grace in your heart. He said, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Many be defiled. Somebody give me TPT. I know you don't have TPT. Uh, Give me TPT and then please help the person with the microphone. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews twelve fifteen. Yes, watch over each other. To ensure no one misses the revelation of God's grace, and make sure mm-hmm. no one lives with the root of bitterness. Make sure no one lives with a root of bitterness. When you begin to see sign of bitterness, what did the Bible back- only to the personal is talking to the whole congregation that it is the job, it is your job to make sure that no one lives with the root of bitterness why watch it watch the reason watch the reason you understand when you leave when you see bitterness in someone you better check it if the person is if you cannot check it just just say please can you just step aside you will see the reason watch it Mm-hmm. And make sure no one lives with the root of bitterness. No yes. one lives with the root of bitterness. Sprouting within them. Within them. Where does where is it coming from? From within them right? From their heart. Okay. Uh-huh. Which will only cause trouble. Which will only cause trouble. And poison the hearts of many. And do what to many? Poison the hearts of many. So it is cancerous. You will see it in the body language. You see in the body language someone is trying to, you know, work for the Lord and then one statement from a bitter heart will just unconsciously discourage that person. The person will know It's bitterness that is driving the person. He said it would do what? The pe- what, what? What is gonna happen here? Give it to me again. The last one. He said, okay. Poison the hearts of many. So where is it? Where is the bitterness coming from? From heart to where? To hearts. Hearts to heart. And that is why it's your job as a believer to detect it when someone comes to come and sow the seed of bitterness around you or the seed of offense. No, 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 no. I refuse it in the name of Jesus. I refuse it in the name of Jesus. Anything that wants to discourage you from serving God, check it out. Check it out. And that is why, see, as a believer, (laughs) do not compare yourself with anyone. Close your eyes and say, see, I'm serving this God. If you, what did um, Joshua say? Joshua said that me and my family, we shall do what? Serve the Lord. We shall serve the Lord. He said, "It's not only me. But me and my family. Me and my family. Me and my family. Because that's the way it's supposed to be. We shall serve the Lord. That's why you should never look at someone because you don't know whether bitterness is in the heart of the person. And then you are saying, ah, but the, this person, why is this person doing like this? Uh, it's somebody I really respect so much. But since is doing this way. Okay, me too. No problem. I'll just, ah, you have to be very conscious. You don't know what the person is going through. You don't know whether the person woke up at the wrong side of the bed that day. And then you are looking up to the person. And then you know, okay, because that person did it too. I, I mean, you unconsciously start doing it. its called the root of bitterness, offense, dangerous. He it said it's cancerous, cancerous. And it's a clear warning to us in the church. Clear warning to us in the church. Eh? That's what you should be careful because poison can be released to many. King James Version said, Thereby many be what? Defiled. Defiled. So you see, that means the good heart is removed, right? And then there's defilement in the heart. And then what eventually happens? derail starts happening. And the, you see, the way the heart functions, <laughs> when defilement happens, at times it may take, it may take six months or before, before you begin to see the negative effect Of that derailment in the heart. In the area of business, in the area of, in other areas. Because these things affect the different areas of our lives. Matters of the heart. (laughs) And that's why the Bible says you should do all what? Do everything. With what? Some diligence? All. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. There are times when people just come and then be talking, be talking, be talking. The other day, ah, ah, I, had to talk, talk, I had to just consciously go and, you know, cleanse my heart. The, what the person is saying is not bad, though. Amen. But... I know I can't, I can't, I can't. I, I mean, I just cleanse my heart. Because you must do what? Guard your heart with all diligence. You guard your heart with all diligence. Another word is to maintain your Peace. That's another word again. See, if you can maintain peace here, I keep saying it. There's no way you can have peace here, and the devil will attack you and succeed. Impossible. He said, then the peace of God will do what? We garrison your heart. Garrison is a military word. Means it will put angelic guards all over your heart, like this. All over your heart. And when the angelic guards are guiding your heart, you know, when your heart is guarded, your destiny is guarded. Your life is guarded. That's the power. Why do you say some people just a believer just suddenly slumps, and then you don't you can't understand what is going on? It didn't start today. There's a problem with the heart. They say it's because he's sick. Which sickness? Which sickness? Where did he? Where, wha, how is the sickness thriving? It's thriving on something that has been planted in the heart? That's what is making the sickness to thrive. He's thriving. When when uh, your heart is completely guarded by the peace of God, peace. Hey, God's peace in your heart, God's peace in your heart, it will affect your body. It will release peace and life to your body. It will release peace and life to your body. If you see a patient that is born again, if you can, if you can get a hold of his heart. And then they say, "See, hey, this patient is going to die 30 minutes in 30 minutes time. If you can get a hold of his heart and then get his heart to the point where his heart is guarded with peace. That peace will sustain that life to the point that he can begin to, you know, develop himself in the word of God and all of that. Glory to God. Wait, that was just by the way. (laughs) That was by the way. We're looking at the heart is the production engine of our life. All right, let me see. Let's do one more, and then we can conclude next week on the subject of why the heart is very important. Number four. The heart is the seat of beliefs. It houses your belief system. It's also the seat of deception. When a man is deceived, he's actually deceived in his heart. It's the seat of philosophies. The seat of mindsets. And the seat of reasoning. So when, when somebody does not regard the word of God, you will see it. You know straight away. And what's the person? The person will be doing like matter. That is mattering about many other things. But merely regarded what? The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. And where is it happening, please? Where is all this thing happening? The hearts. It's in the heart. You know, we keep saying that you come here as students, and then when the word of God is being preached, you write these things down. And, and you will still see some people, they won't write, you know? Why? The hearts is the hearts. Whatever you are saying has not gotten a root in their heart, so they cannot manifest what has not been planted into them. And that's why we keep walking in love with them. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know we just like ah, uh-uh, but ah, uh, that's instruction. What is it? I, this thing is not difficult. Now just get pen or get your phone and type this thing. You say it's not difficult. No, it is difficult. Because if it's not rooted in the heart, the, by determination, they can say, by determination, that day, just say, mm, okay, I will write, I will write. I'm just using this. I'm saying this in love. Amen. Amen. So don't say, I'm after you, those people that are not writing. Amen. I'm saying it in love. Hallelujah. And I know you have the desire to write, but. You just discovered you can't even you can't just write. But I'm telling you the secret why you are not writing now. Amen. Amen. Until it is rooted. You cannot write. You cannot. It is not a joke. Next Sunday, now you can say, Yes, I'm coming. I will write. You understand? And then for the next three Sunday, you write. But the sustaining power is until it is rooted in your heart. You just go back by. Like, oh, right. But I really li- I really like this illustration because it brings the whole thing alive, makes it practical. So you to know the reason why you are not doing what you are doing. What you are not doing. Hallelujah. I say this in love, Amen. Glory to God, Amen. And because I understand this principle, that's why I'm not. I, I won't be angry at you. But you can go and sit down, grab the Word of God where the Bible says. Write the vision down and then meditate and meditate, and then begin to re- receive this. The, the spirit and the life in that word, and when it grabs hold of your spirit man and then settles in your spirit man and in your soul, before you know it, you don't struggle to write because there's grace that has been released to you from the word of God, from the word of God. It is not giddy. it is not uh, determination, it is not by faith fire by force. Mm-mm. It is because grace. He said, looking diligently, let any man fail of the grace of God. Of the, you'll be wondering, how can a man fail of the grace of God? We are saved by grace. We have the grace of God in us and all of that. But he's saying here that there can be a limited supply of grace. Hallelujah. Stand your feet tonight. Thank you, Jesus. we we'll pick it up from from that number four. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Menga the hand to Sucredia Bakalu Shitik. Zeneman Trikiti at the Badawuski. Braine in glada hand to Sukrea. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for grace that has been released to me by your word. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Father, I thank you for your grace that has been released to me by your word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you for your grace that has been released to me by your word. Thank you. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. As you go forward, you go forward in the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. You're going out and you're coming in this blessed of the Lord. The lines are falling onto you in pleasant places. Yeah, you have a goodly heritage. In the name of Jesus, grace and more grace is released to your heart. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Please, you may be that.